Oh, wow. We fucking out here today, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, here, I just Mass I got something. Effect three. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I definitely have something, I think, that could like set the mood properly. Let's see if I got this correctly. Oh, oh boy. Martin We're Sheen. Pretty- <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> This really sets the scene for us to be sued by EA. Right? Yeah, we're like, well, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. No one wants to admit it, but humanity is under attack. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have more Mark lines, Sheen's but... going to come from a boy. But the thing is, it's so funny because I think everyone is starting to admit it at this point because the beginning of this game is <laughs> Earth under attack. Um, okay. I just wanted to play that for fun, and if we get sued, we get sued. We don't make any money on this podcast, so um, that's fine for me. Uh, okay. Wow. Wow. I want to get everyone's take on the beginning of this game. Because I feel like, okay, I, th- I think we've kind of learned a little bit about ourselves and our podcast. And when you're in the middle of a game, right? Like if it's episode two out of three for a game, it's like really nice to go through each piece. And we can totally go through pieces here. But I feel like there's so much conversation to be had about the differences between two and three in just UI and combat mechanics and dialogue and this, that, and the other. So I'm guessing we're going to do a lot of that here and it might just be all over the place. Um, but I would like to start with the intro here. Mass Effect 2 had a fucking killer intro that was super fire. Um, does this live up for people? Is this like taking it up to another level? Can they possibly continue the intensity of Mass Effect 2? What, what do you guys think? It's mm. very like, so Mass Effect 2 kind of started out normal, like normal in the sense that it's like, it's just another mission. And then it ramps up to like, oh God, like, the whole crew's wrecked, Shepard's dead, like, continue on. This game, it's just kind of, it, it, it kind of does a similar thing where it's just like, oh, Shepard's, like, marooned on Earth again. Like, oh, Normandy's been taken. And all of a sudden, Reaper attack. <laughs> People <laughs> dying everywhere. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you're going to have to run and you're going to have to fight. And as I always do, I start panicking because I'm like, I don't know the controls. And then you realize, wait, this is the tutorial area. We're okay. Earth's under attack. But we're okay. <laughs> yeah, if like if like it starts the dissonance really early. It's like, this is the most threat you've ever been under in your entire life. And it's also the tutorial area, so you basically can't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So what do you guys think about? The control. I'm just saying the controls exactly. Well, but you know, I like wanted to talk about the the intro for one second. Um, sure. Yeah. I think it's way better than the intro to Mass Effect Two. Hmm. Um, I did not like the intro to Mass Effect Two very much. Um, I are you talking that, about just like the the opening cinematic? Or are you talking about like the opening like cinematic and mission. like the intro mission as well? Um. I think I, the intro mission was fine, but the, I mean, like in like the mechanics of it or whatever, but I thought that the story beat of like, all right, everything's normal and then everyone died um, was just like, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't get me excited about the game at all. Um and I feel like it, I, I felt like it was a weird beat to start on. It felt to me like it should have been at the end of Mass Effect 1. Um, oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. And, 
Yeah. And like, I just, I felt like it was like, all right, this thing happened. Oh, and it's fixed. All right, perfect. We're done. Sweet. Um, and in this one, um, like, and the thing that was fixed was you, you dying. Right. Um, in this case, I think that, um, all the things that I had a problem with were reversed in this case. Um, the, the problem that, you know, is coming at the end of mass effect Two, boom, it's here and it's a problem and nobody paid attention to you. So you're not ready. And so the whole game from that, that I'm guessing, you know, is trying to deal with the fact that we're not ready for this massive existential threat, trying to pull everybody together to fight the threat and actually fighting the threat. Um, and that's, it's, it got me into the game, into the story. It at such a more visceral level than mass effect two kind of ever did. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just really excited to play more of this game. To be honest, even though I uh, left it till the last minute, a little bit, uh, and didn't yeah. finish the last mission that we're supposed to. Yeah, I can I can definitely see what James is talking about. I get two very different vibes finishing the the opening parts of Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three. We're like Mass Effect Two. It felt like like Shepard gets blown out the airlock at the end of it and you're like oh my god what's going on like you have no idea what's happening and then that continues for like a huge part of the game because you're like who's Cerberus or like who's the elusive man what what do they want me to do and like there's a lot of mystery in that game in for the first part of it in Mass Effect 3 it's just like oh shit they're here what are we gonna do about it and it's it gets you I like what James is saying is Right from the beginning, it's like action. You know what's here. You you know you have to stop it, but it's like okay, how do we prepare to do it? Hmm. Definitely a different feeling. Yeah, I, there definitely feels like they're continuing to get more intense, like throughout the series, and it definitely mm-hmm. like starts on an intense note. I do think it sets up the worst offender of the entire series of, Hey, could you go talk to that guy over there? Because emotionally he doesn't want to help me with something like is like the worst. (laughs) So I just mean like, and, and when you add on top of that, just small change they made here, but like the fact that there isn't a section for side quests, they like decided some fucking genius was like, we need codex and then secondary codex. And that's going to replace primary missions and side quests you're like oh okay so i'm just gonna be in a sea of quests now like have you guys gotten to that part or that feeling where you're just like holy fuck this was such a cool idea of this opener and they're just doing that mass effect bullshit again where they just want to slow it down yeah i so for the opener i think just story alone like what James and I were talking about, I think makes sense. But in terms of like, um, uh, what is it? <laughs> like um, being included in the game, not included. 
what's the word, McCoy? I don't know. What do you like? What? Im- give immersed me a in more. the game. Immersed, immersed. Okay, yeah. okay, sure. Thank you, Zoe. Um, so like in terms of immersion, yeah. the changes that they did make between two and three, yeah, completely took me out of the first like ten or fifteen minutes of the game. Dude, I totally mm. agree. Like even if you just press the start button and you look at the menu, like they just did UI changes that didn't feel necessary, and in fact, I still don't think they're better. Like yeah. You know I mean? yeah so one was the quests so not only did they get rid of the side quest like section they combined them all together and they made it so you can't click so you know in two you could click on like the plus next to the mission yeah and it would give you a drop down of all the objectives and show you the ones you had completed hmm. I see. they completely yeah. removed that so you have no idea where you are in the in that mission Right. I think I have it written down here. That is my one major problem with three right now is just that they it was fine in one. It was fine in two. I don't understand why they needed to overhaul it in three and just combine it, condense it and summarize it. Like there are so many side quests where I will. okay, and, and not only that, but then also the fact that a lot of side quests open up by you just like walking by a conversation and then you see a pop-up in your lower right-hand corner being like, journal update, find the obelisk. And you're like, "Uh, what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. what obelisk? Who said that? This ball is in the corner? Like, Mm -hmm. what? So, like, and then you open up the description and it's just like, oh yeah, like, go to this planet and find this obelisk. And then, like, but that's all it really says. So, like, you don't know, like, a, when you found the obelisk, unless you remember specifically like the terminology for it, because it doesn't ding it off of your journal entry yeah. if you do find it to be like, oh, return to the volus now. Like, yeah. so mm. a lot of times right. I just find myself like having found a lot of the side quest items, but not knowing that I have. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand why they did that. That That's like really bad design, actually. <laughs> no, yeah. truthfully, like, I feel like my first impression slash thesis for this game is there's a lot of changes and I think only some of them are good and a lot of them are nonsensical at best. Like, yeah. they, like for instance, like even just simple UI stuff, like it was kind of strange to get used to at first, but in Mass Effect... The HUD scaling? Okay, well, the HUD scaling is crazy. At least, <laughs> well, I'm playing in 4K, so I kind of forgive everyone because it's like, who the fuck was playing this in 4k back then mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> so I, but like yeah it's funny because like my shit's normal and then it's like the pod's integrity is like literally in like three point font in the corner of my like massive tv and i'm just like what the fuck i'm like using binoculars to try to see it but you know hey i i, I can yeah. pass on that i think but, they only planned up to like 1080p yeah like i i don't blame <laughs> yeah. them for not having 4k shit that's not that's but, not but the thing is mass effect 2 didn't have a problem with my resolution and then mass effect 3 does true true why is that yeah yeah i i I don't know (laughs) and and why why in this game when you you have to be like like one and a half foot from someone to realize if they're interactable do you know what i'm saying like they yeah completely 180 that from the other game where it was like 900 miles away you were like holy fuck why doesn't the top of my screen say i can interact with this oh and you're like oh it's that guy okay but like you get used to that and honestly that's way more helpful than me being like are you yeah. the SMPC that I haven't met yet? Are you walk you? up to him and you're like, ah. <laughs> and and because another change that they made is they they still in their third game have not figured out how to make a useful map. 
<laughs> yeah. And like guidance system. It's better-ish, but they just were like, fuck it. Listen, this is who's here. Like, I'm just gonna fucking put their names out here like we did in the in the in the Normandy. I'm back actually in the day. really thankful for that though, because now all I have to do is just like because also it only pops up names on the map if you need to interact with them for sure. side quests or not. Sure. So like I'll go to the Citadel, page through all the levels and being like, oh, a diplomat's on the third level. Guess I'll talk to the diplomat. Oh, you want this obelisk? <laughs> like, yeah. I found it yeah. for you. Perfect. But then it Yeah, leaves. I mentioned it. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so I, I was actually mentioning this to Gabe uh, on Friday, I think, where I don't understand why the map, when you open up the map, it's in like this square in the middle of the screen, but its size is only like one, it only takes up like one third of the screen. And the rest of it is just like dead space. So they could have just expanded no, the map game. to be to be full screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely yeah. But like, so like, why why did they not do that? <laughs> I don't know. And why did they change it at all? Like, it it feels like they actually backed themselves into a corner where they were like, if you remove the steps of the mission and you remove all the text about it, that's that it was very obvious. It was like story text story text you have to go to this specific place and talk to this specific person and you're like good i found the line i needed and you can like scan that line and it's clearly <laughs> just saying hey man go here and so they kind of got rid of that in spots it's still there for the most part but they got rid of it sometimes and so they were like okay well what do we do to fix that we can put people's like names on the floors it's like okay reasonable we can also just in the middle of a battle what if we just put a fucking blue square <laughs> around the fucking thing what if we just said that's where you need to go um yeah it's so it's like they're definitely trying to streamline that but it, i don't think the map per se is like a great example of like a streamlining and and not being able to filter your quest doesn't seem like a streamlining that that seems helpful um yeah so there's a lot of stuff like that and then you know you, you it's just but they changed Probably a lot made of it stuff easier to code though maybe maybe and then none of the uh it's like 90% of the game, you do not have the option of opening a map. <laughs> yeah. It's like only yeah. when you're on a, like in the Citadel or like in two, it was on Omega. It was, so yeah. it's like, why did they not just add maps for every zone you're in? No, they're just like, here, fuck it, go yeah. this way, I guess. I mean, but the thing to is be fair for a lot of them, though, it doesn't matter. Because a lot of them are just linear missions. Yeah. yeah. It's like you don't That's really true. need a map for those. <clears throat> Yeah, like well, I you, haven't even tried to look at the map once so far in my playthrough. Mm -hmm. You're probably there, better off for it, to be honest. Yeah, well, there isn't. Yeah, but I, mean, I will hit the M button, which pings where I'm supposed to go, unless it's in a mission and you actually have to find something. <laughs> yeah. And then it doesn't ping where you're supposed to go, and it just tells you the thing you're supposed to be able to find. Yeah, and then you run around in a circle for five minutes. Like, which door is the fucking thing? <laughs> yeah, it's so, like I yep. I know what I'm supposed to do in text. I need to know where it is. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, like, exactly. There's all sorts of weird, <laughs> like even the um. I don't know if you guys have done this. I don't even know if we're supposed to do this, but the um the mission about uh the doctor and the doctor's daughter and they're looking oh, into. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've only Leviathan. done the first half of that. Yeah, I've only I've only done the first part of Leviathan. I haven't continued it though. Okay. So I won't spoil mm. Leviathan, but all I will tell you is that they make you search the desk 
slash his office like 19 times by the end <laughs> and it's like yeah. you just sit there and you're like mother of god are you gonna do it to me again and they're like we just need to search through the files again and you're like fuck stop what are you doing um and i think that's also true of a lot of their their mission design too and even their like side quest design if you think of it in concert of each other like if you're in the citadel right and you see the list of all the names of people you want to talk to then what you kind of end up doing is stepping forward like nine different side quests all at the same time instead of actually having a co like cohesive consistent side quest that you're actually following like okay i need to talk to this guy and this guy and this guy and it's going to balloon out into these things that i'm done it's like instead it like always forks into two more side quests and then one of them just starts taking you down the path till you get to a place where you realize there's another person you can talk to there then you talk to there and then he launches his side quest but then it's actually taking you to another side quest and you're just like what the fuck is happening to my brain like the citadel just like shredded my brain just trying to like navigate it in a linear fashion that made any sense at all. Like all of a sudden Kasumi's here, but then she's not, wait, I should probably follow her, but I was actually doing this thing for Bailey, but I guess I was also doing this thing for, okay, no, 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 let's just follow with Kasumi. And it's just like, what, what? And like all of that after this intro where they really set it up and you're like, fuck, we're, this is intense. Like we're doing shit and they're getting into their war vignettes, right? People are like, you've got a war room on your ship. You, they do a lot of pacing, a lot of like, fuck dude, how are we going to do this? And then you just go to the Citadel and it's like, what what side quests they're everywhere well, to be fair the citadel is in denial right now of like <laughs> everything going on so i think it kind of makes sense that they would have you go on dinky side quests being like <laughs> i was gonna say that's kind of what the i reapers like reapers aren't important yeah. it shows the duality <laughs> of it all and it really like nails it home that it's like you've been screaming for years that the reapers are coming and even when they're finally here people in the citadel are like well they're not going to get here, though, right? Yeah. They're yeah. like, can't get to uh, us. <laughs> Here's kind of defensible. And you're like, what? Like, two years ago. What about, like, the... Nah. <laughs> They're like, Shepard, the specter who cried Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. It's just... I, we have I, all I get these the people, sense. like, piling up on our holding docks, and we're running out of room and resources <laughs> and food, but... Oh, that's it, something I fine. love, though. I love that the areas, like, start pretty, you know, like pretty barren as far as people there's like some people around but as the game progresses more and more people get to like show up mm -hmm. as like mm -hmm. refugees yeah in my in my playthrough i was i was um role-playing as shepherd in that i had a fucking job to do and i didn't want to get distracted by random bullshit nice. so <laughs> i didn't talk to anybody that i didn't have to <laughs> attaboy james yeah it makes sense um and uh and I didn't really get that many side quests on the Citadel. Dude, I think that might be the golden playthrough, at least from to like a fair, pacing I don't think there's that many. I think McCoy's making a big deal about nothing. No, there's a lot. And they <clears throat> it's not just that there's a lot. It's that a lot. There's like three or four of them, but they all diverge into like two more. And specifically like the Arya's diverges into three. And you're like, what? Dude, the side missions are like, yo, you walk by two people arguing and you choose one of them to support. No, no, no. That's not a side quest. No, that, that does happen. And that's hilarious. Side because, that's hilarious because I'm like, I can interact with this. And I just walk in there and I'm like, your girlfriend's right. You're an asshole. And I'm like, wait, what? I didn't even hear the conversation. The other problem, McCoy, is that the side things you're talking about, a lot of them are fucking DLC. Yeah, that was, so that's what I wanted to bring oh, up. Oh, that's that why I, think I didn't have that many. Once again, yeah. okay. in this game and also in the previous and truly just most games in this generation, the DLC is just 
hilariously disrespectful to the pacing and was not <laughs> intended or designed to be there at the beginning because you just sit there and they're like, you like look at your, like the first thing I did when I entered this game is I was like, I have seven assault rifles, nine pistols, like this, like <laughs> what, like the fuck? And they're like, oh, it was terrible. Oh, it was you so horrible. You check your messages and you have like <laughs> 25 mail emails in your inbox just being like, there's an assault rifle here. Here's another one. Found this one the other day. And you're like, Jesus. Dude, exactly. By the way, small, small note, when you deal with the, the, the um, Cerberus operative that's mechanical that ends up becoming Edie's body, I was trying out that pistol where you charge it up and then shoot it. Right, like that's yeah, like, me too, dude. Did you like? Is that at least on my? It was like unwinnable with that pistol. I yeah, had to, you you <laughs> can't fire it. <laughs> you have to okay, switch. okay, because I switch. died in that scene six times. <laughs> yeah. me too, me too. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on right now like and so i'm like trying to like do i need to use a specific biotic ability do i need to use <laughs> like i'm just using everything in the book and finally i had to look up a walkthrough that was just oh you just have to shoot her six times i'm like i'm trying <laughs> i can't it's hilarious and you're on casual yeah. and that thing's still really you. like it's that just goddamn asari <laughs> pistol that's what i, was I thought i was supposed to use just, my freeze ability because i had it work it doesn't work it's so trash I, I remember yeah, saying, I, honestly, I know that James thinks that this is a better intro, and I think in some ways it is. To me, I kind of thought this intro was trash. Like, I, 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 I like what they're setting up, but they added, like, ten new systems all at the beginning for, like, no reason, and they're just bogging you down, and you have all this inventory to work with, and they're, like, going back to inventory now. And I'm just like, what? What? You're just adding all these things to slow me down. And then I died like yeah. ten, like a bunch of times with the, at that lady because I had the wrong pistol. By the way, I I wasn't using that pistol because I was like, this thing sucks. But then you have to pull it out for that scene, right? So it just, uh, uh. yeah. I think the I don't, that's a DLC pistol, isn't it? Maybe, maybe. I don't think it is. Um, I don't think I. It's the same one that uh, Kirihi uses on uh, Sir Cash, and you can pick it up there. Oh, well, maybe I just didn't pick up that pistol. I, I Actually, didn't I have it. I think of a different one that's similar, but not quite the same. I think Never you're mind. thinking of the shotgun for it. The Solarian shotgun, maybe? Or hmm. Solarian pistol. I'm thinking of the one that shoots little balls. Yeah, we're talking about the Asari yeah. one, which also shoots a little ball, but not a explodey ball. <laughs> the like explodey ball, ball one is like fucking <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, there's I, two really weird pistols. One like bounces and one sticks, mm-hmm. but they're both like kind of explodey balls. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think I immediately one. unequipped every single gun on my person except for the assault rifle and the SMG. Because I'm on casual mode, but also like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these are the only two guns I'm ever gonna use in combat. Like, <laughs> yeah, plus there's a waste system. I actually so. kind of, I do kind of like this where like the fewer guns you're holding the more or like the uh cooldown for your abilities is shorter yeah so if yeah, you only like have like too. one if you decide like okay i'm only gonna have one pistol then it's like triple the cooldown speed and you can just like be blasting everything i'm probably going to do that when i play my add up yeah i'm a yeah, soldier like, i go the other way where i just max out on guns and just say yeah, fuck yeah. cooldowns yeah. Uh, yeah, and then that makes sense because it's like your soldier, you don't really need to rely on your abilities as much. Yeah. You know? No, like like some of these systems they like added in like makes sense. Like I do think like they're adding some stuff that's good and then some of it's like 
Now you have a combat roll, which I just exclusively use to miss activating a door and then just roll like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's that's really true. Like, yeah. but that, it's so there's like so I, there was a lot of different stuff at the beginning of this game. And even the faces, even the even the visuals, the camera, like just the way that it moves, it feels different. And you're like, did they add a filter? Like, what's going on here? Like, like some- particle texture. Also, on that first level, I'm like, it just didn't look good exactly it wasn't clean at all i was like jesus christ and coming from two i was like i actually thought they hit a really beautiful sweet spot with two and i actually was thinking about this a lot because we're also at the side playing last of us and actually last of us came out one year after this game like they're actually really close and the difference between them is staggering from certain perspectives but that's not to blame like mass effect it's just that they were working with this engine basically they've been building from since one and they were like we're trying to finish this fight, basically, as the developers, too. Being like, because they're yeah. like, we, we're not going to remake an engine before we finish the series. We've got one more game. Like, let's get it done. So they kept just, like, patching it up and patching it up. But I just felt like a lot of the changes, I was like, wait, you could have just mostly stayed with two. And I think it would have been, like, pretty solid here. Like, this is more? Yeah. To me, it seemed a lot like they, like, Mass Effect 1 came out. They made some changes to Mass Effect 2 after getting, like, feedback. And then they kind of rolled back some of the changes for 3. Like, yeah. in particular, I'm thinking of, like, the weapons upgrade systems. Because, like, yep. yeah. Mass Effect 1, it goes from picking, like, weapon upgrades plus ammo types to Mass Effect 2, where it's, like, you just pick a gun and don't have to worry about weapon upgrades. And now we're at Mass Effect 3, where, you know, you pick a weapon and... You only have to pick we- weapon upgrades, but not ammo type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, a lot of these changes kind of seemed like they were taking feedback from like what they overcompensated with in two and were reintegrating stuff back in for three. But so- as a result, it just makes me feel very like, especially playing these games back to back to back. It's like puts me very, it's very disjointed. Yeah. for me where i'm just like wait why why are we doing this <laughs> like so again yeah so on that topic and wait. then having a a shop on your ship again mm-hmm. yeah but to wait, buy too, guns yeah. so wait i actually i'm curious just landscape gaming landscape at this time like matt and gabe let me know gaping yeah manscaping the commercial we're sponsored um yeah uh no 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 uh I, I think they got a lot of flack for the simplification of their systems in two that's what I recall, right? Is that true? I mean, a little bit. I don't know how much exactly they got, but I do know that like more of the hardcore RPG people were like, "Oh, this is a step backwards." Right, like like people like like you, Gabe, like appreciate it for its simplification. I think I mean, us playing it are like, actually, I think it fits in time. But definitely, there was some hardcore blowback for a Bioware game to simplify in an action. Oh direction. yeah, but I mean, you can see they did the exact same thing for their other series of Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. And I Did think they? that it was definitely the the majority of people loved it, whereas a very vocal minority did not appreciate the simplification of the RPG elements. So I wonder, Zoe, if what you're cluing into is a nervous reaction to some of that like vocal blowback of like you simplified this game, and they were like, never mind, we can we can complicate it again. And I I think in some ways it steps back, sort of like you're saying. Yeah. Well, at least for me, like I, I don't get 
I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like very in-depth RPG elements. Like I, I don't look at my weapon stats and try to see how I can optimize my stats to the best of my ability. Like I kind of just want to be handed a gun that does damage. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. that's about it. Like the, the skill trees that you can build for your character, like those are cool. <clears throat> I like doing those. Cause then I can really think about, okay, well I'm going to max out this ability and prioritize defensive stats for this ability. And then for this other ability, I'm going to do attack, um, uh, attack upgrades on it. So I can kind of balance out from there. But at least when it comes to weapons, I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't, I can't tell the difference between an SMG and a Valkyrie and a particle beamer. Like, I'm just kind of like, just give me a gun that shoots. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I need. I I don't (laughs) mind those systems, like the skill tree. Like, if it's a well-designed and interesting, like, your options actually feel like they matter, then I love those things. But... Yeah, the weapon upgrades in this, it's like two slots and then you can just like switch between them and it's, it's yeah. not very good. No, yeah. and and plus like the, like the first, like when you have nine weapons, like the first thing that they do once you're done with the tutorial is they drop you in the area, like the Spectre area and there's like a training zone and you're like sitting there and at least I was, I like tried every weapon and I'm just like, I already have homework to do. Like before this game has even started, I'm already like working through all these weapons to see the ones I like. By the way, the burst ones, at least on controllers, suck. Holy fuck, they're the ones that like do like three shots. Yeah, what the fuck? I was gonna say those ones suck. They're trash. And like like the description is like a lethal burst of three, and a trained assassin will kill from a long distance. I'm like, fuck you. No way. Is it because (laughs) of the kick? The kickback, McCoy. Yeah, the ones that, that yeah, they, they burst with three, but like yeah. the first bolt goes straight, and the first and the other two just like go into the ceiling, and you're like, okay. Yeah, that's you need to put the stabilizer <clears throat> on it, which is a dumb mechanic, but <sighs> I did that, and it works really well now. Oh, that's actually awesome. I'm glad. It's really, okay, but it's like without that one thing, it's a useless gun. Oh my god, <laughs> it oh. really is. That's how I felt with um, the with one of I the really... SMGs before I put the stabilizer on it. Like one of the SMGs, I think it has a clip capacity of like. 80 bullets or something like that but if you hold down your mouse literally does like a full 360 circle like around uh, <laughs> a person. <laughs> seriously like the kickback on it is so bad and then you put a stabilizer on it and it's just like you know like all 80 bullets go into a person i'm just like ha what <laughs> like it's yeah. really yeah yeah <laughs> and like, like what stabilizer are you putting on this gun that it can change that much (laughs) yeah i i was gonna say i i like that the guns like the different gun unlike in mass effect one where it felt like the only difference between a katana and a like a joseph or whatever some (laughs) stupid like english word that they use to name weapons sure um Yeah, all you Josephs out there get fucked. No, um, Ooh. Dude, the Josephs were the ones they didn't continue to do, but the katanas they did. So, Just yeah, saying. exactly. It's true. I mean, because uh, Japanese words are cooler than American words, so they do more damage, right? That That's makes sense. How they figured that one out. That's um, just a scientific fact. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it felt like <laughs> the only <laughs> difference between them was that some of them did more damage. Uh, and so you chose the one with the highest damage number and that one was called Katana 
or whatever mm-hmm. Japanese word they chose for that gun. But um, <clears throat> in this game, I feel like the different weapons actually like perform differently, and I think that that's cool. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm totally down for that kind of differentiation and like buying different guns that are that like are actually different. Yeah. uh, Beyond just like and they look pretty different too. Yes. Like the Solarian and the Asari guns look totally different from the human guns. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm but I'm totally also on board with we really don't need weapon mods. No. Yeah, like the, like the slots on them are totally unnecessary. Yeah, and yeah. plus you you then have to get back into that mode of like I have to loot everything now again. Like I have to check behind the escalator or some shit, you know, like I have yeah. to look yeah. because there might be a weapon mod that I'm missing. And it's like that just fucks with the pacing a lot, I think, where it used to be yeah. just like ammo is on the ground. I'm not sure you actually need to, though, because you might yeah. just be able to buy them all. I well, think so, if you find them right, out, if you don't want to spend the credits for them, yeah. then yeah. So I would I'm say cool with like more advanced topic, I'm definitely moving more towards what I imagine in my mind's eye as a Gabe style playthrough where I just like you just roll with the urgency of the mission and you just don't give, really give a fuck and you realize that there's something over there you didn't loot, but you just go anyways. <laughs> you know, you just <laughs> fucking run because the guy's screaming on the mic, you know, like, dude, you gotta yeah. get fucking get here, bro. And I'm like, okay, I gotta fucking get there. I'm just gonna, well, let's just try to role play that. And honestly, you miss some stuff, but like, no, I check everything. It. I just do it quick. Yeah. You just do it quick? That, yeah. yeah. That was still something that they, they didn't remove that from two because instead of like getting the upgrade, you would get the like, like point for using in the upgrade mm-hmm. you know that's how mm-hmm. they set it up right. in two yeah i but yeah i i would totally be okay with them just removing those from the game and be like after each mission you unlock some or something like that like yeah. i don't need to go around picking all that stuff up yeah and, and they don't have a good way of introducing these weapons to you they're just like you're just in the middle of a story cutscene and you just like turn behind a fucking broken barrel and you're like oh it's a fucking sniper rifle like instead I, of yeah like because i liked in two how they introduced like the secondary weapon that you could get when you're on the collector ship and you're mm-hmm. like you like pick up the assault rifle and you lock it lock and load it and you're like all right let's fucking do this yeah no and like again in contrast again it's kind of unfair but it's kind of fair also like uh last of us does it like in the fucking cutscene. this dude like hands you a shotgun he's like you're gonna need to fucking use this and so far yeah. you had like two guns and you're like oh a third and then you're like, I guess I could try this third out during gameplay because I kind of need you for resource reasons. But, you know, also like I'm right here and there's a great example where I can learn with it. And so they, they feed them to you over time so that you get to take the time, not all at once, but spread out to like learn them and see which ones you like, see which ones you don't like. In this case, like I said, I had probably 20 weapons or more at the start of the game. And I was like, OK, so the best thing for me to do is fuck the reapers i'm gonna sit here in the shooting range and just shoot through these guns it's like what the fuck man yeah yeah the other thing is that you can't change guns in the mission anymore right. you could in in one but not in two or three right right yeah there were i just feel like the changes they made in three so if you compare mass effect one to mass effect two it pretty much felt like across the board almost all the changes they made were way better yeah but in three it feels like it's not that much worse but there's a lot of them where it's like why did you do that that's not as good but then a couple of of the other ones are like okay that's really awesome yeah 
but a lot of change like i think for they improved cover sake. yeah cover and then the use of abilities is way better like the speed oh of all God, of your abilities so is way faster mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's really that's an amazing change and like, even just the shooting and like yeah. the animations yeah. too yeah 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 i and do the like melee how anytime i had to, and stuff i i was like forced to climb over something in mass effect 2 i would get annoyed <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude the way james described <clears throat> this to me in a uh when we were like hanging out the other day he was literally saying like it felt like an effort to get over something even though it's only one button press but because like you would have to spam the button and it would just not register like 98 percent of the time <laughs> you would yeah, have true. to like <laughs> fucking get yourself over the fucking ledge whereas it's a little bit more <clears throat> here yeah 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 def and also the um some other changes that were really good, I think, is the enemies are way more interesting in this one. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I one thing that really impressed me with the beginning of this game, when you're first up against Cerberus forces, the first thing that happened was one of them threw a smoke bomb. And I was like, wait, enemies using smokes now? Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is crazy. But... I, I do yeah, like the sick. different enemy types that they have introduced in Mass Effect 3 because yeah. I think in 1 and 2, it was honestly just like, Arcs. oh, not only are you going to go against an enemy that has health, but this one's going to have health, a shield, and a barrier. Fuck. Get through that. <laughs> and like this one, at least for me, like the ones I kind of like to face against are the ones that have the huge body shields in front of them and they just kind of slowly start advancing towards you. So you really have to aim for that mail slot right at the oh, eyes yeah. to yeah. like mm -hmm. Did you get the through. that achievement, the mail slot achievement? I'm at I'm at eight out of ten mail <laughs> slots right now. So uh, we're, we're getting that. <laughs> but Wait, it, there's it, a it mail is, slot in there? Well, it, it's a uh, little. I've just been shooting. I've been eye eye hole opener. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a little window. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've been like get, haloing like, little... it and like shooting at their hands. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or like jackals. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, you exactly. can also uh, if you have the pull ability. Oh yeah. And you use that on them, it pulls their oh, shield away. Yeah, and also just singularity in general just fuck them up. Like. Yeah. That too. Yeah. No, it's okay. So I will give you that the enemies that are human are more interesting and they act in more interesting ways. I'm not convinced that the aliens are more interesting. So far, we've seen. Oh, fuck. So we've seen, like, the husks. Okay, fine. They're husks still. And they continue to be husks, and they're not going to change that. But then there's, like, I guess just Turian enemy. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And then there's these, McCoy, like... Oh, they're Reaper forces. Come on. You're right. No, but they're, the, but the Reaper forces, to me, are kind of, like, the uninteresting part. Because they kind of have just a bunch of people that are, like, tanky, I guess. You know? They have, like crawler that's tanky so, they have the the one that teleports that seems kind of scary but it's really just tanky like but if you if you compare it to like two yeah where literally every enemy is just a collector that can turn into yeah harbinger yeah i would argue yeah Mass then it's is way, way better <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so i say that again Gabe, I, I appreciate that I, I was gonna say i'd argue that's way more varied in this game than the other one because like in two okay. while i love two the enemies were just like collectors and then mercenaries yeah 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 i would say also that uh the fact that on mouse and keyboard you can actually change your mouse sensitivity <laughs> to something other than low <laughs> which by the way low low is like a a 
normal, insanely high mouse sensitivity in any other game. Yeah. It's like, it's not low at all. Practice your flicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but like, like, you know, 30 seconds of an inch is like two thirds of the screen. <laughs> It's got to um, get real good. Type flicks. It's all about yeah. that, like, fiber in so, your finger, you know? Right, exactly. It's, like, just, like, ridiculous precision. Until I figured out that what I should be doing was turning down my DPI outside of the game. You're fortunate um, that you can do that, by the way. At this time, when these games came out, most mice did not have that ability. Like, that was, like, gaming mice yeah. exclusive. <laughs> These games also weren't on PC at that time. Yeah, so actually, that's a that question I have that's just, I don't have an answer for, but, like, when did they come out for PC? Because when you say something like, hey, they actually improved something from Mass Effect's 2 PC port to Mass Effect's 3 PC port, that would sort of indicate that maybe they were done at a different time, maybe Mass Effect 2 was first, but these didn't come out day and date, did they? I don't think they did. They just came out later sort of half-assed, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Okay, because, like, for me, like I'm using a mod for controller support, so I don't really pin that on the game per se, but the way they describe it in all the mod files is like, we just, it's in here. We just turn it on, basically. And then you read an article with them, and it's like, why didn't you have uh, controller support? And they're like, oh, it was easy for us to do, but we just ran out of time. <laughs> like That's like their official record of why they don't have it. But it's like, it, at least the controller support for 3 and the way the analog sticks feel is way worse in three than it was in two. And I don't know how to describe that, but it's like very, huh. it's, it's very, yeah. um, it's almost so like sensitive. that's interesting. Cause I want to, I, I almost think that the quality of life improvement from two to three of just being able to control Shepard better, more intuitively, like it just feels better to move around. I agree. Uh, with a mouse that mm -hmm. that's not like you know flicking into heaven every like quarter second, he's heaven. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> just makes everything in the game feel better. It's also great being able um, to sprint and being able to control where you're going while sprinting. <laughs> that is very true. Oh, and on controller yeah, that so, barely works, by the way. Like because you can be looking in the right direction but you're sprinting in the left direction, expecting it to do like the kind of warthog turn where you turn the camera and then it's going to kind of turn where you move. <laughs> Fishtail. And then, and then it'll just like, you'll let, it'll just heal instantly, just like whip back left. And you're like, what the fuck? McCoy, have you heard of our Lord and Savior mouse and keyboard? I have, but I was yeah, trying to right. play the authentic experience, which like then I think the immediate counter argument is you were trying to play the authentic experience by playing on the PC with a controller. <laughs> like the fuck is wrong? Yeah. <laughs> but that should have worked, heresy. I swear. Um, I, I would so, say all of the movement increases that help on PC, like help on mouse and keyboard, I'm really glad that it works for you guys and that you feel good on controller, at least controller mod on PC, which is like, look, on, at one hand, we can't really pin that on the developers because they didn't make that controller mod. But on the same time, they didn't make controller support and it was already in the game. So I'm willing to say that's some bullshit. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. Like, I, for me, yeah. I do not and, enjoy vaulting over shit. I do not enjoy <clears throat> jumping over shit. I do not enjoy rolling. Like, it barely works on controller. But I'm glad it works on mouse and keyboard. Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I'm glad. Like, I... I, I so, I do so like what I was... 
Uh, go ahead. Sorry, Dennis. can I just <laughs> yeah, go, what go I ahead, was trying ahead. to get to in the end is I think that your lack of enjoyment of a lot of, of fighting a lot of the enemies might actually stem from your like the 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 frustration of maneuvering through space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I more than that. from the actual enemy design. <clears throat> Does yeah, I would say on mouse sense? and keyboard, moving between cover actually does feel really good. I like awesome. being able to um, like hold to the side and then just like roll to the next piece of cover or to like sprint forward around a corner. Because that was a big problem with the cover system in 2 where you would like break cover and then like be running into the wall, not able to go around <laughs> it. And you're like, ah. <laughs> true true they i think they did a better job of that yeah so Mm. i'm kind of i'm hopeful if they do do the uh hd edition Mm. i'm really hopeful that they have a lot of good material from all three games yeah and they can just take the best from each and i think if they do that it would be an amazing game Mm. um i hope they do that and they don't just like Ah, screw it. It's in HD now. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, and actually, okay, wait. This brings up a topic that I think is kind of very... Okay, there's two There's two elements to it. One, we have a podcast where we like to play games, right? You know, we like to play historical games every once in a while. But I've been thinking about this a lot. And I've been thinking about this as I play Last of Us Remastered. And I'm thinking to myself, what changes did they make? And are they better? I don't know. I don't know if the performance is better. I don't know if the control scheme has been changed and is better. And so from a game historic accuracy perspective, obviously the remastered is quote unquote better based on someone else's opinion, not your own. You didn't get to choose. And so it's just, it's just interesting to me because I think this is just intellectual, but if you sit here and think, what was the game that we should have played for this podcast? Is it the HD remastered Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, where they did what Matt said, where they made them all play better? I think that just makes sense for the for a, a normal person. You get to have way better playing games for all three. But for us, in a weird way, it's like nice to have seen <clears throat> the evolution from jank to reasonable, you know? Yeah. And if you play... But once the remaster comes out, it becomes ubiquitous. No one... I didn't pull out my PS3 to play Last of Us, even though I have it. There's no way. Like, I wasn't doing that. I didn't, play my, I didn't pull out my Xbox 360 for some of the games we've played this year. Like, I didn't go into my back catalog and pull out the original. I pulled out the remastered version, which is more updated. But it's interesting because it's not necessarily honest to the original. It's quote-unquote better. So I think that's just like an interesting concept of like, we could have played this series post this rumored HD version. And honestly, I think there's a lot of useful discussion about development over time that we might have missed if we had done that. Do you know what I'm I'm saying? Hmm. like yeah like there's something to be said for like for instance does anybody even know what some of these remastered versions even do like they just make them look prettier i guess but like sometimes they're they're half-assed sometimes they don't even help and so it's just it's just interesting it's interesting to think like we got to go see the jank in its true form right in its true form and i think that was valuable for us but i could totally see them putting in the time to learn from all three games synthesizing that and making something that plays nicer throughout the whole thing yeah yeah i i think the only hd remake of a game i've played where they actually make 
changes other than like porting it to the next generation and making it like a little higher resolution is uh, Wind Waker, and that's huh. one of the best games I've played in my life. The, the, the re- HD the version of that okay. game, yeah the the changes that they made in that game are like genius. So what did they? Like popular opinion. Yeah. I hate the art style of Wind Waker. Oh, oh Matt's gonna <laughs> fucking just oh, my guy, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> I can't. I I actively chose not to play that game because of the art style. I I would say because of the art style, it makes a game makes it a game where you can actually go back and yeah. not be like, "Good God, what the hell am I looking at?" Yeah, like I every don't other Wind Waker game before it. So the unfortunate side effect is that James will hate that game forever. Because of the art style yeah. holding up True. just as well as it does. And, yeah. and I can love it forever because it'll never change. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's just a difference of opinion. So I can respect that, James. So, okay. I could just <laughs> – intellectually, I'm just curious. Like if you were making this H, this rumored HD version of Mass Effect – would you go in there and how much would you do? Would you sit there and change the combat? They have every right to change the menus and the controls of Mass Effect 1 to make them more like Mass Effect 2. They could make one menu system for all games if they wanted. I mean, they could literally do that level of cleaning this up. Like, is that fair in a remaster? Is that too much? Like, how much jank do you need to leave in there? Just curious if anyone has any thoughts on that. I would be okay if they completely gutted the controls and everything for one and just left the story and just like restarted everything else <laughs> yeah like they could just like they could slap an me2 engine on that shit and just be like fuck it dude yeah exactly <laughs> definitely they could do that i think that's what they should do <laughs> does anyone else think that i mean i i can i can see the value because dude we had these conversations before this podcast started before the series started and it was always just like uh there's important story stuff in mass effect one but jesus christ <laughs> That was always the conversation. Always was like, dude, you have to play it, and I'm really sorry. (laughs) And like, so they could just gut that thing and put in ME2, and maybe that's the way. I think they should. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think a couple things I'd like to see Hmm. them take from three would definitely be. I think some of the combat is way better. The abilities. Um. Yeah. Just like how when you when you do throw. And it just like curves all the way around the map, mm. like over walls and stuff. That feels so much better than in two, where they you can bend them slightly, but they pretty much just tra- travel in a straight line at like half the speed. It doesn't feel as strong as it does in three. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. true. Dude, okay, wait, wait. So what about this? Like this game? Okay, let's let's talk about this because I think this is interesting. Like. Going from one to two, especially on PC, let's not give them a pass here. You have to go into a fucking config tool that they made to, like, point at your save, right? But in three, they fucking, they find that shit immediately. At least they did for me. I don't know if you guys had technical issues for that. Okay, okay. So they, they found it immediately. But not only that, they made choices all across the board. Like, it's like they learned about what you can take from a save file. They took, I think for me, they took difficulty they took obviously my face, they took my stats, but they took my stats, my level ups. They took the same, like they, the fact that I had been yep. maxing adrenaline because I thought it was an awesome move. They like maxed that for me and then added some extra for this game. So there's like a huge cohesiveness. And anyone feel like there's a lot more that they took from the save file this time around? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the fact that Udina is the, the 
council member for no fucking reason in my playthrough. Yeah, they they just I don't know. They were what like, they're... "You made the wrong choice, idiot." <laughs> At least that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's just probably. canon that he becomes the counselor. The counselor, no matter. He's like, we don't oh, talk okay. about it. He is the council member. Well, I was it's in like that. that. Uh, it, it's in like one of the comics that they put out in between games that bridges. Uh, oh, okay. The gap. So, right. in fact, you yeah, might be so able they to see it. it, and then they um, they they decided to actually justify the retcon out out of game. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's like either you picked him in two, and it was like, okay, he's the he's the counselor. Or it's like you picked Anderson and Anderson does it for two and he's like, yo, fuck this. I hate this. Gotcha. I quit. Because <laughs> he's like, I gotcha. hate politics. That's fascinating. I was wondering if that, like what the deal was with that. Um, I we think. Um, I was like, was there another like comic thing like in two? Yeah. That I just missed. So there is I one think I was for like, everyone who bought all the deals. <clears throat> like I think. Oh. I assume everyone except for James. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I okay. don't know I how to access it, version. but I do know it is in there somewhere. So I think about this a lot when I think about Gabe and Gears of War, right? I think about Gabe sitting there with Gears of War 5, and he's like, bro, you guys, now is the time to get in. And we're sitting there like, fuck, do we have to play Gears of War 1? And he's like, I mean, I don't know what you could tell us, but I feel like the answer is like, kind of. It does help. Like, it, it does help. But... When you're in Mass Effect 3, it feels different. Because there's like Look, a my evidence lies in Zoe. You saw her reaction to playing five. You saw that she enjoyed the little like what's happened so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But but she said, like, <laughs> God, if these were all on Game Pass, I might consider playing them. Um, which is cool. And that can be a great value of Game Pass. But I sit here and I'm like I kind of feel like the ballsy move for three is to just be like, fuck it. And they can't, they can't just say you had to have played the other games. They can't go that far, but I think they go like not pretty far, but like they, they try to really service the person who's played one and two. They really try in this game. Oh yeah. I think they've did an excellent job in really walking that line of making it, you know, obviously cater to the diehard fans who were there from the beginning. Um, but then also catering kind of to players who are hopping on three right. for whatever reason. They're like, oh, this Mass Effect's getting pretty hype. I guess I'll check it out. <laughs> Wait, Gabe, I'm curious. How does it play out when like the motherfucker walks up to you and he goes, remember Vermeier, bro? Like you would be like back to back, dude. And you're like, I've just picked up three for the first time. Like, does that guy even exist? <laughs> like what happens? Uh, I don't know. Do you know? Because I've, I've only oh. done it from like having a having played all of them and letting him live. Hmm. Um, yeah, I know. I think there was like, a, I don't remember you option, but I've never picked it and I've never done it where he dies. Yeah. Dude. I also wonder what happens when like in two, you lose people on the suicide yes. mission. And then in this game, like what happens if you lose Garrus and then Dude. you're on like the moon of Palavin and, Garrus just isn't there. Like it's someone else. They replace paging, him with paging James. They replace yeah. him. Paging James. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done that mission yet. Oh shit! Pa wait, Palvin was definitely have. You yeah, you did. You're on. You're on Tuchanka. Oh wait. Oh, the, oh, 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 oh. That's the Turian moon. No, the Turian moon. You know, Palavin. 
you it was like the Turian moon. Is that where you get the fucking um That's where you get the Primark. Primark or yeah. whatever? Yes, yes. You get the yeah. Yeah. No, Garrus wasn't there because he's dead. So did you so, only pick up the Primark then and that's it? Correct. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing yeah. like if uh, like in McCoy's playthrough where if right, Rex, Rex is dead, it's yeah. replaced by Reeve. By the way, oh my god, subtle touch that I thought was so amazing when you get out of the elevator and you see the memorial with all the dead names from your crew. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, that is awesome. Yeah, Small, what do you guys, awesome. I can't remember who, but someone. There's uh, a lot of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you see P.O. Presley and you're like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember uh, yeah. who said it last on last week's episode, but one of you guys was talking about like some kind of like memorial for the people who didn't survive throughout the campaign, and I was like, mm, you'll see. Yeah, that's a great touch. Yeah, I because I also lost half my crew because I did missions after I wasn't supposed to anymore. <laughs> Wait, James, um, are they on the memorial? Can you check probably, for us? Probably, right? If yeah. their names are uh, written they'll, on they'll it. Be there. There's a lot of fucking names on that memorial. Well, all, I, all I could think is, like, for me, it's, like, halfway full, and it's a lot of names I don't recognize, and then occasionally it's a name I do recognize, and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. But A lot I of them are like, the people, like, for the tags you picked up from the, uh, when you went to the Normandy crash site. Oh, it's that all makes those sense. Yeah, that that makes mm. sense. I was I was thinking maybe that because I didn't think I lost anybody else in a place that I could not lose them. I guess is what I meant to say. But it's like halfway full, and all I could think the whole time was like, I bet James is totally full. <laughs> That's all I think the whole time. Um, but yeah, I'll take a screenshot of it for you. Yeah, but oh, they probably have like a Gabby. Also, if she dies, or like any of the engineering crew, sure. or yeah. Chakras. AOL. AOL. <laughs> is Gabby AOL? In parentheses, AOL. <laughs> Dude, I, Gabby is the redhead, right? Uh, yeah. Gab- Gabby's uh, the... Kelly Chambers. Yeah. Is oh, redhead. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, good. Yeah, Kelly yeah, is yeah. AOL. Yeah, she's, like she's the dead. Russian. Yeah. 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 They... Yeah. Yeah, we'll get... She's check. She's check off. Dude, speaking of just things that made me laugh because right. James exists on our podcast, the character in this game that's named James is the antithesis of can the James. Can we talk about this fucking <laughs> yeah, can character? We? Please. I fucking hate this guy so <laughs> much. He is. He is. He is the epitome of. You use him for the one character where you literally have to, th- the one mission where you have to, and then you just leave him on the you ship. You problem with me, Loco? The game. <laughs> I feel like they, they, like, the game developers or the game writers were just like, there's just not enough chads in this game. No, there's not enough Gears of yeah. War. <laughs> there's not enough Gears of War in this game. Like, that's the vibe. Is that yeah. not, like, Oh, my the, God, for real. Yeah, maybe it's Gears of War slash Chad. You know what I mean? Like, that well, and concept. So, yeah, so, like... The thing is, and I later learned because I was texting with Gabe because I was just like, I fucking hate. I, I have to always preface it by being like, I hate Mass Effect James so much. Not James. I hate Mass Effect James so much. But, like, but also, I was just like, I can't I can't stand this guy. And then Gabe is just like, eh, yeah, he's like kind of forgettable. But then it just kind of dawned on me. It's so much worse when you're a female shepherd. Just so much worse. Because oh. like. He, he like, calls well, you Lola. Yeah, he keeps on calling me Lola, and I respond being like, please, it's Captain. Like, don't refer to me as Lola. And he's like, whatever you say. But then also there's another line where, oh, it's after Evie gets her new body. Oh, yeah. And he, like, says some comment to you, like, wow, Evie looks, like, different. And you're just like, what do you mean? And then, like, his 
eyes go down to your chest and then back up to being like, I'm sorry, I got distracted. And I was like, what? Because it's so funny because as male shepherd, it's like you don't try. I mean, I'm sure maybe you can romance. I'm not trying to say you can't, but it's like you you try to like you, you have options to come down to his cool level. You know, you either keep it commander or you come down to his cool level. Whereas, like, that sounds so different with the female shepherd. Yeah, with a female shepherd, it's like, it's like, you know, distance yourself as commander and subordinate or, like, sleep with it. Get hit on. (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, when you first, like, go down to the the loading bay and he's, like, doing (laughs) pull-ups. while talking to you and he's like like what you see <laughs> right i think i did the like i think i did like the response that, that was just both, like i don't know what you're talking way. about like, <laughs> i love it man that's not a gender specific line he's just right. he's like he's just so gears of oh, war yeah. man it's like out of control like his whole body structure is just like out of control and it's funny because like elena like knows spanish well or at least well enough and so she's sitting there like smashed in the face with a stereotype like you know yeah just like wow it seems, it's i think that part's pretty cringe too it's pretty cringe. you're like yeah yeah i was yeah. talking with so, matt I how mean, he and cortez just have like latino offs in the shuttle bay <laughs> though they, they do and you're like okay <laughs> like i i i see what you're trying to do i don't think you're getting it right <laughs> oh. <sighs> I, yeah, as soon as as soon as I had two people, two playable people on my squad besides James, I was like, all right, you are officially benched for the rest of the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to bring you on. He's definitely that character, but he's also he's totally different from like Karth. Right. You know, he's not a Karth no, really, agreed. but you still leave him on the ship. <laughs> but you leave him on the di- you don't feel bad about leaving me on the ship. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. feel like yeah. Karth yeah, you're yeah, like that's oh, my boy, but like this guy like Nah, yeah, good. I think they they did him slightly less dirty than Jacob, but you're still like I still don't want to hang out with you, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I hope Jacob makes a comeback. I haven't seen him. Don't spoil it for me if he does. But I'm just saying, like that motherfucker. I needs a redemption arc. That's all. What I'm if saying. Jacob is one of the Cerberus people that you kill dude. in like one of those Cerberus ops? <laughs> no, 100. Oh, that no, would he, be hilarious. 100. He's actually one of the mail slot guys, and you don't even realize that you kill him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, and you get a. Can we actually talk though, like just about this game? Actually, has we we were talking in Mass Effect Two about how, you know, you bring your squad mates on missions, and there's always that elusive third member who's like off doing nothing. But this game, they actually have unique voice lines mm-hmm. for every member you bring on your squad. That's um, really good, yeah. Which I appreciate so much because it just leads to so many cool and interesting interactions. Like, I think, hmm. like, I brought uh, Garrus and Evie on my mission to uh, get the female Krogan. Wait, sorry, E.D.? E.D. Yes, because oh, Evie is I the female Krogan. I'm sorry, I was like, oh my god, right. playable character? Question mark? Like, Zoe's over here playing <laughs> right. Pokemon. Isn't it, isn't it Eve? <laughs> Isn't it just Eve? It's, yeah, because I'm, she's the woman. I'm calling. The one no, woman I'm calling left? Edie after a Pokemon. Yeah. that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eve is the Eve is the name of Liara's 
No, right. Eve is the name of Liara's uh, drone, isn't it? The, uh, no. Oh no, you're right. No, you're right. Eve it is, is the female no, team. The crow. But they, yeah. That's that's not actually her name, though. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, I, it's right, not right, her right. name. Okay, sorry, sorry. We can get out of technicality name. land. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I, see, I, see <laughs> I was bringing uh, I was bringing Garrison Edie onto gotcha. a trip, and like Rex is with you as you're going into uh, get the female Krogan. And Edie, like, says some line of being like, it looks like it's going to be quite a fight to get up there. And, like, Rex just turns and he's like, who the fuck are you? What the fuck? Like, who yeah. is this woman? And yeah. he's like, oh, yes, this is <laughs> yeah. Edie. This is our ship AI. Like, okay. I don't know. It's like leads to really funny interactions between all of them. Like, he does that the, I appreciate uh, so much. He does the same thing if you bring Javik. Javik will <laughs> yeah. be like. Have you guys done uh, Priority Eden Prime? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Yep. You can talk about it if you want, but I, I okay. haven't yet. Yeah, it just gets you another squad member. Get on, get on that. I'm okay. 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 Hell yeah. I'm down. It's dude, a good, there's a yeah. He's a really cool character. Okay. Hell yeah. Like, dude, I'm like, I'm excited. There's a lot of shit to do in this game right now, and that feels overwhelming. But there's, it's cool though. Like, I feel like when it hits things that progress the story or progress yourself, like when it's not a pure side quest, when it's something that really progresses shit, like, it's cool. Like, oh, yeah, no, the main missions of this game are, like, rad as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll do it. And it's just, it just adds with the flavor text of all of the squad mate interactions, too. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, like, makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside when you bring Garrus on a mission and you meet one of, like, the Mass Effect 1 oh, or Mass Effect true. 2 people on a mission and Garrus is just like, yeah, Grunt, just like old times or something. You're like, yeah, just like old times. Yeah. Was, and they get to you uh, first because they, they look straight at you and they're like, Shepard, it's been a long time. And then they like turn to their right like, oh, fuck, Garrus, what's up, dot? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so when you bring right, a, when you go to right. Jack and she's like, Garrus is like, charming as ever, Jack. And she's like, hey, Garrus, face still looks like shit. <laughs> you're like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that stuff, but, that stuff is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Bioware said, they, I remember reading that they said that they wanted it to be, like, more personal. So they felt like, while they liked the variety of all the characters in 2, they felt like it was too many. So they wanted to slim down companions in this one to make it more, like, fleshed out, more like anyone you bring on the mission, like, has input. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So I think that kind of leads us into, and we're we're flirting with, but not going to quite get to the final companion of this mission. But before we get there, I want to talk about ED a little bit. Um, because I actually think this is maybe controversial, unpopular opinion, slash whatever fucking shit the internet people say. Um, I think they kind of ruined ED's character by doing this to her. That's my opinion. I agree. Is that wrong? <laughs> I, I don't know. I miss her as I I miss her as an AI. Just yeah, I miss her as the voice on the missions instead of Cortez, which is like he's really not that interesting. No, he's to like me. a nothing character. <laughs> he's like a pilot for your shuttle, and he's like he's like God, you got to go over here now, and you're like, don't tell me what to do. You're not an AI. You don't know what's happening. <laughs> no, and like the fact that listen, I don't know what happens in this game, right? But the fact that Edie did not actually betray me via a Cerberus fucking backdoor to her programming code uh, in the in the entirety of Mass Effect Two means I actually have this fucking like bro relationship with her, where I'm like, dude, you you got us through some shit. Like you're awesome, you know. Maybe you'll fuck us later, and that'll be a story moment. But until then, you're awesome. And so it's just like yeah. having her, first of all, 
listen, I'm not the guy that harps on this, but they sexualized the fuck out of her, okay? Like, they sexualized the <laughs> yeah, fuck out of her. Yeah, but Cortez will fuck you literally. Oh. <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> true, true. Well, oh, if you're male know. shepherd, at least. I did. I did. Yeah, know. not female. Shepherd. Oh, really? I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Wait, is there actually a romance option with him? Yeah. Yes. If you're male shepherd, yes. Oh, hey. I mean, I knew like because being a female shepherd, I knew that Cortez was gay, but hmm. I al- I didn't realize that that's also a romance option hmm. for a male yep. shepherd. I didn't know that. If you're female shepherd, you can go with uh, Samantha Trainer. Hmm. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> with her skin tight leather leather looking dress i don't now know now she talks about I how attractive edie's voice is i know exactly. true true Just like <laughs> and then edie becomes this like sexual object but but okay wait can we get a little bit more into detail about why like if someone's not convinced why did they quote ruin edie's character and or at least uh, d- d- denigrate I, it a little bit i don't know did, i think they I wanted think to think, uh, they wanted to pair her more with joker Okay. I was going to say, I, I don't want any spoilers if it does end up panning out, but I think they honestly want to create this like romance option for Joker. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. granted, in Mass Effect 2, their chemistry was like endearing, especially like when the collectors take the ship and Edie's like, you know, leading him throughout the ship. And I don't know, that whole story arc of being a despised AI into a lovable AI. Like, that's always nice. But then I feel like the game developers like, Joker needs some love. Like, we're going to create I don't want to see... I don't want to see a story cutscene where Joker's getting a fucking handjob from this ED fucking machine. Like, I just don't want that to be (laughs) where it goes. Like, I'm not saying... Wait, McCoy, I was just thinking about that, but I was thinking instead of that Cerberus, like, mech body... They should have just given her one of the normal, like, Cerberus drone from <laughs> two. And I was, I was like, what if, what if there's a scene where that that robot was giving Joker a handjob? Dude, and then like, oh my he's God. like, ow, 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 no, stop. And then like in the corner, it's like drone health, and it's like you have to escort the drone like through the sequence, you know, like you just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, dude, you're, you're oh, fucking no. right, dude. You're fucking right. But, like, I just... Oh, no. I get that there's, like, a cute relationship between those two, but, like, did she have to be humanized or something? Or, like, you know, whatever. I don't know. And also, I literally... I, I actually don't think... It, it, maybe I'm crazy on this, too, but I actually don't think she adds much to the missions. The missions that she's mandated on, of course, she adds plenty. But when, But I just actually don't enjoy having her as one of my crew. Like, I'd much rather have Garrus and, like, Liara, for instance, or even... I would have. I would rather have Garrus and James um, than Edie. And I feel bad, because I'm like, Edie was so awesome when she was on the ship, but I think she might need to just stay there and make cutesy remarks about shit and, like, figure shit out. I don't know. It's like, she was such a great role in Mass Effect 2, and I feel like... So you want women to stay on the ship, is oh, what you're boy. saying? Oh, boy. I took Liara with me. Come on. I took Liara with me. What do you want from me? Oh, god damn. I mean, she I, wants I, robot women to stay on the yeah, ship. Yeah, you're right. That's some weird oh, okay. fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say, like, I, I'm, I'm in some sort of agreement with McCoy, only because I find her her most compelling moments of the game to be when she's talking about, like, even if she's in her human form, like, I do find it compelling with her talking about, like, trying to be more human and, like, learning about concepts such as, like, love and 
confusion and I don't know like she she's trying to like emulate human emotions and she'll ask you about them a lot if you go to talk to her on the ship right or in the citadel Um, right with the fucking romance (laughs) with the fucking joker right like there's that as well but um you know it's I, I find that to be more compelling but then she's kind of like I'll know my true capabilities if you take me on a mission. And I'm just like, oh. okay, I took you on one mission and that's one mission too many. Yeah. Like, oh my I'm God. Sorry. I'm so glad you feel that way. Cause I felt so, bad. I was like, she just, I can't take her with me again. Like it's just, it's not good. So let me tell you about the options that I have for taking people with me. on missions. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Edie it's, period. <laughs> it's Edie. It's Liara and it's James. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's rough. And so far, I've chosen Edie and Liara every time I could. James, you don't, <laughs> you don't want James. Yeah, he like he has the same name, bro. No, I'm 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 good. Thanks. Okay. I'm good. Wait, did you rename your shepherd to be James Shepherd? Because that would be hilarious. I did not. I did not rename him to There's be James dialogue. Shepherd. He's like, bro, we have the same name, and he's like, oh, this logo or something. I don't know. But it's just like he just uses. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I'm not gonna quote. Hey, it, but logo. The point is like James the fucking James. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, true. So let's see here. So we've got fucking Edie. We've we said some stuff about her in terms of her sort of personification. Actually, wait, sorry. I will, before we believe that, I will say it feels like they tried to quote data her, which is a Star Trek Next Generation um, reference, but it means like there's a machine slash robot slash person there that was designed by this crazy mad scientist and the point is that he is a percentage past robot towards i don't know if it's human um and in the later ends of those series he actually has gray hair in a percentage of his hair it's like 10 percent is gray hair or something like that you know he's got a percentage past robot and he tries to learn about humanity and there's so much amazing character development that happens there in a sci-fi universe where you get to see data becoming more human or trying to learn about humanity. And there's an amazing uh, episode where he is on trial or basically like the Federation, which in this case is the Alliance, right? The Alliance wants to take him apart because he's one of the best officers that exists in their fleet and they want to build more. And the fear is that because he was built by this rogue scientist, they don't know if they can put him back together again, truthfully. They might just kill him in the process, but they want more datas. And he's amazing. And he's a character that is truly lovable and truly wonderful. And so there's this scene where it basically is like, is this guy property of the Alliance or the Federation, or is he his own entity? And... There's a lot of deliberation that happens. There's a beautiful episode that happens there, and there's beautiful character development that happens there. But at the end, the result is that Data actually has memorabilia from a crew member that died. He has a piece of history from a crew member that he used to love and actually I think had a relationship with. Doesn't matter. The point is that he actually has a memento of someone previous and it is and they try in court to justify why a robot would have that and they can't that's too human why would you keep that thing you have a perfect memory why would you keep that and it becomes this like oh my god you have human in you you're more than a machine and it's this beautiful arc and i think they're trying to do this with Edie. and boy 
are they not <laughs> reaching that level? Is all I'm trying to say. And so she doesn't come out with me on missions. That's all I'm trying to, that's, that's my thesis. But, you know, it's just, it's just sad because yeah, but they, you have other options. Agreed. Agreed. I just, it's, I think they're trying to go for that. And I don't disrespect going for it. But if you want to see an arc that works really well with an AI slash machine that becomes human-esque, um, that has to grapple with this weird perspective of humanity and it doesn't understand humanity, it doesn't understand dating, it doesn't understand, like, look for Star Trek Next Generation, look for Data, watch that story arc. That's the one they're going for here and that's the sort of real shit in this area. Um, All right, calm down, nerd. Hey, James, just yeah. could you remind us who who died in your suicide <laughs> mission? Do you do you Fucking still have everybody? Don't do you worry. still have Tally? Do you have Tally or Morden? I yes, I have Tally and Morden. Both of them survived. Okay. Yeah. Are we there? Are yeah. we fucking Morden? Are we at Morden right now? <clears throat> Fuck. We've been dancing. Well, James is not. But wait, James doesn't know though. <laughs> so we leave it till next what? episode. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's awkward. Yeah, no, I missed. I I wasn't able to finish the. Uh, I was not able to finish the last episode because my mom called and was like, "No, you're not playing video games right now. You're talking to me, mother." <laughs> and so, mother. <laughs> <laughs> we we can probably we can we can table that for next okay. week. Um, yeah, we should do that. Just to not not spoil anything. Um, but I do want to, I mean, James has already been acquainted with, so actually I kind of want to talk a, a little bit about like some of the newer characters that they introduce on these missions. Um, I mean, Eve. like who? Oh yeah. Like Eve, sure. like they, like they you She's actually really get to see a female Krogan yeah. for the first time. They talk about them a lot in the previous two games, but yeah. this time you actually get to see a female version of something other than a sexualized human. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also, yeah. I like the way that they like the, yeah, that was exciting. The traditional clothing that they gave her for like Krogan females. I thought that was really interesting. Like a cultural yeah. thing they added to Krogan? Yeah. That was cool. Krogan being like a male oppressive sort of culture. So maybe they have some sort of really yeah. covered. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to, to me, I really like where they're going with the Krogan. I think this is interesting. I think turning it from a patriarch into a matriarch is interesting. I think it's, and maybe that's just Mass Effect and maybe that's just video games. It seems a little heavy handed. And I think they might've had to do that because you come down to important decisions about the Krogan race here. I won't go farther, but you come down to important decisions and they have to establish that this female might just change them, right? Like they have to go that level. I will say McCoy, it's also very different for you, right? Because you have Reeve instead of Rex. God, Reeve's such a piece of shit, man. He sucks. Oh, interesting. I was going to say, that's actually why you're seeing what you're seeing. Oh, interesting. I was going to say, I've interpreted it differently because I have Rex uh, still alive in my play. Yeah. Okay. Can you can you play as Rex? Yeah, that's Me too. Just, like, One of the few still alive. Know, he's Hell the yeah. over there just chilling. Okay, all right. <clears throat> yeah. it, that's one thing I wish they had done, McCoy, is like 
you take a lot of these people on side missions and stuff, or like you run into Jack or right. you like Rex is on your ship, but a lot of them don't ever join your roster. Yeah. And I think Gabe was talking about how they kind of intentionally did that so they were narrowing it down to a few to like focus on for the story but i don't really see any reason other than time that they couldn't have just added these people in yeah i don't i don't know they flirt with motherfuckers it's the same shit they're doing with like fucking the people from mass effect one and mass effect two like they flirt with them you talk to them but they don't they don't join you you know yeah like with caden dude Okay, we'll, we'll table that for a second. But yeah, okay, wait. I do want to hear... Manipulative Caden. I, I have so many things to say about Caden and Ashley in that storyline, and I think that truthfully they have... That is probably the biggest gaping hole in my playthrough right now, and it is embarrassing. The fact that every single fucking time they mention Ashley, my only dialogue option is, she was the most amazing war hero. And she just, oh my god, it was so, it was so hard to leave her there. And I'm like, that fucking bitch killed Rex. Like, we're we're literally about to have a conversation about how that ruins my playthrough now. Like six games later, like fuck her. What? She was a traitor, and she was racist. Like it's added all together. What the fuck? Like, anyway. So, um, I do want to hear about. Don't speak ill of the dead. No, fuck her. She shot. Rex in cold blood and every person says, I heard about that story and I know it was a hard decision you made and I don't respect it. And you're like, put more points in the Paragon or Renegade. <laughs> Dude, I had the option. I just didn't select it because I didn't felt the text fit what I wanted to say. And as a result, she just caps him in the back of the head in cold blood and then she becomes a war hero and everyone just says like, yeah, that man, sounds I don't like know. His death is on you. No, but they keep saying that. Every character in the fucking game looks at me and says, I can't believe you killed Rex. And I'm like, that's not what happened. I didn't kill Rex. The fuck is... Anyway, sorry. So how does this play out when you have Rex? I'm just curious because clearly he leads the Krogan or something and does all this for you. He's the leader of all the clans of the Krogan. And so, I I mean, he's he's just Rex. You know, he's your buddy, but he's also the leader of the Krogan. So he's just, he's still kind of like the, we need to find a cure for the genophage. Mm-hmm. Like, but there's that added layer of like, come on, Shepard, you're my buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we've been through a lot together. <laughs> like, He's also you like, yo, with this. Krogan women are dope. They're smart. <laughs> we listen to very, them. Very true. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's cool. Because Reeve is nothing like that. Reeve is a piece of absolute trash that might as well just fucking take, be taken with the wind. Reeve is just an aggressive Krogan that goes back to the stereotype of Krogan. Which like, I don't have a problem with that, but it's just like interfacing with him. Talking to him sucks. He's just aggro. He's just like, listen, I own the females here. And I'm going to have sex with them. And I am going to create the master Krogan race based on my fucking amazing seed. Because I own them. And you're like, okay, cool. And he's like, and I'm going to kill these people in front of me that are helping me. And I'm like, but they're helping you. And he's like, yeah, but they're fucking Solarian and they suck. And you're like, okay, Reeve, dude, chill. And he's just like into the battle and he just doesn't trust you. And so you're like building this whole new relationship with this warlord that is so much. And in fact, they even reference this in dialogue. It means that it feels like they know and they must know, but they're like, God, you know, Rex was kind of the diplomat among us, wasn't he? You know, they like say shit like that, like like <laughs> as if to say Rex might have been nicer to you here, but Reeve is just being a complete dick, and he's a complete dick. So I'm sitting there like, 
I guess I'll save you, motherfuckers, but you're a total asshole. Too bad you killed Rex. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm fucking McCoy. saying. That's what I'm fucking yeah. saying. It's like, I didn't kill him, dude. It was a misunderstanding of command, and I sent her to her death as a result. But anyways, so it's just, it's not the yeah, same. Yeah, it's a little more respectful. I, I think at least the relationship between Eve and Rex is a little bit more respectful than it sounds like what it's doing when it's Reeve instead of Rex. No, there's no respect. Yeah. Reeve has like, no respect. Rex, is, <clears throat> Rex approaches it more of like the, he just keeps on telling Eve, he's like, we'll have some catching up to do once this cure happens. Like yeah. we've got to, yeah. we've got, we've got some work to do yeah. like you and me. <laughs> so, like, so, so actually there's, he doesn't really talk about this like pure Krogan race. So I'm curious if like the, the dynamic is a little different because in, in Reeve, Evie, there's a lot of talk where Reeve has these ideas about what they're going to do. He says, if you spare us, you know, I mean, he doesn't say it quite that extreme, but the, the general concept is if you spare us, we are going to fight this war for you. But then once we get our numbers back, we are going to at least politically challenge the council and the rest of the galaxy and threaten killing all of them in order to be respected. And you're not sure if he wants to go farther than that. You're not sure if he wants to kill people or if he wants to just threaten to kill people. You know, a Krogan tactic of using violence to get places. Like, it's, like, not unreasonable. But then you're counter-fed uh, this narrative from Evie where she says, listen, the women are going to, they're going to, um, strike basically they're gonna say we're not gonna fuck you that's their that's their premise we're gonna say we're not gonna fuck you until you guys become peaceful sex strike and don't learn from so, your lessons is that what happens with rex no that's so no. can i just note that that is literally a thing that happened in rome genius um, okay all of the women of the the upper class of rome went on strike sex strike um and it worked beautifully <laughs> um and they got every single one of their demands i believe do you um, think blue balling <clears throat> krogans would make them less violent no more no. <laughs> i just think more <laughs> i was gonna say doesn't like Brunt specifically say like a line in this game where he's just like you know like please shepherd like I feel pain, therefore I'm motivated. Or yeah, so. he's like says something yeah. like that. <laughs> Look, plus, they probably had like ten redundant testicles or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, so true. I don't want to go more into it, but all I can say is that the Krogans are currently just enjoying the unintended side effects of mandatory birth control. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just they can just do whatever they want. You know, just just they're just raw a whole way. Um, I don't think that concept exists for them, though. Really? No, because, like, the way you talk to them, they're like, listen, we're trying. We are fucking hard, but it's tough. The genophage is tough. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you go, bro. They're what, McCoy? No, they're fucking hard. Are you serious? You guys haven't heard that? Where they're like, listen, we are absolutely trying to beat the genophage, but it is tough. Like, we have to put in the work every night. And you're like, okay. Oh, no, I thought you just meant, like, the concept of, like, using birth control, like, I, I don't know. No, I, I'm saying that they, I took that the wrong you don't way. Know, I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying that the genophage is a birth control that was forced upon them. And as a result, they get to just have a bunch of sex for free. They don't like it. It's not great for their, um, you know. Right. They don't like it. That's the key part. It's not that they get to have all the sex and it's great. Well, I'm, <laughs> it's, they get to have all the sex I'm just, and it sucks. I, my, my, my assertion <laughs> is that they're not sexually frustrated. They're frustrated. 
in general, <laughs> but they're not sexually frustrated. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Also, McCoy, the thing is that... The, <laughs> The women still get pregnant, and then they just have stillborns. So that's, <laughs> that's a little bit awesome. different from oh, that is a different. Yeah. yeah, that's a bit of a downer. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. They have they they give birth to dead babies. Okay, yeah, that's slightly different from. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, the point is, fucking Reeve sucks. Reeve fucking sucks, and there's no. You're building a relationship with Reeve in the middle of all this. And in fact, you build a couple of relationships. You build one with the fucking Primark. Uh, you build one with Reeve and you're, you're building relationships with people and that's nice, but you're like, we got to really get shit done. I don't have a lot of time to like give you this relationship. And Reeve's just like trying to kill all the fucking Solarians. He's just trying to be violent. And he's like, do you have any idea how powerful I'm going to be when I own the Krogan? And you're like, dude, you don't know this, but I'm like one step away from exterminating you. So just like, could you be a little nicer? <laughs> Just a little calmer. I don't think. I don't think Rex really says anything like that. I mean, Gabe and Matt can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Rex never really does this. Like, once we are able to populate, like you'll be sorry or any, like. Yeah. I don't feel like there's any of those threats happening. No, he's place. more like he he just wants to cure the genophage, and he's like. Basically, the whole time he's like, I don't trust these goddamn Solarians. <laughs> They're gonna backstab us again. Yeah. Right, yeah. Which is like that that part's totally justifiable. Yeah. yeah. But then he yeah, he doesn't go to the extreme of like, oh, just you wait. Yeah, no, he's like <laughs> yeah. we're coming for he you motherfuckers. Like, and yeah. he wants like some extra planets and that's about it. <laughs> just a couple yeah. of planets. <laughs> well his justification yeah. is that you haven't seen how fast we can pop them out. Yeah, and no, that's why okay, the new says something similar. Reeve says something similar, and then Evie goes, excuse me, like, that's on us to decide. And he just goes, okay, well, shit. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. It, her name is still Eve. Isn't it Evie? No, you're, we're getting Edie and Eve oh, mixed up in this oh, podcast, but yeah. it's okay. Eve, as in Adam and Eve, because she is <sighs> the only woman. Yeah. She's not the only woman. Well, she's the only one that was that fertile for a seen. small period of time before sure. they just released the fucking cure to yeah. everyone, so it's all good. Right. But, okay, I will say that is an interesting development we're seeing here that is substantial. Like, I think of all the races and think of all the characteristics of them. You know, they almost have roles. Like, I was thinking about this today. Like, if you were conceptually writing these uh, races, you would say, okay, Krogans, they are warriors right and it's like okay obvious but like salarians they are scientists right it's like almost like a job describes the whole race in a way not quite but like kind of close um yeah. no pretty pretty literally yeah. and i think they might be able to do the same thing for quarians probably like they're scavengers or engineers of some sort like i think you could you could do this and i don't think that's wrong but i think that's a way that they thought about it when they wrote these <coughs> characters but we are seeing a huge development in the Krogan warrior race, which is the, like the female backing to this warrior race and how does it impact it. And I will admit, while in my playthrough that might be different than yours, a little heavy-handed, it's cool. It's cool that we're seeing an entire race that is defined by a role kind of reimagined. And maybe there is a possibility that they don't create this warrior future, that they could exist peacefully. Right, like th they really yeah. hint at that, and, and that's cool. 
So Solarians are scientists. Yep. Krogans are warriors. Yep. Are sorry. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> actually, yes. they even say that they say that in the game. They're like, it's as natural fighting they're, is as natural. They're the hot blue bisexual women. Period. That's just the entirety of their character building is species. Yeah, like mind control, like service pleasing. Do you guys remember the line that I'm talking about? Maybe, maybe it was like a really specific line, but he's saying like, he's basically talking about the Asari, and he's like. It's as natural to us to kill as it is for them to mate or something. Like, and it's like, wait, I'm pretty sure that's pretty natural to us as well. <laughs> yeah, into the Krogan. I don't know about you guys, but I don't plan on killing anyone. Yeah, <laughs> I do plan on doing the other thing. Gross, dude. So <laughs> gross. You you plan on that? Okay. Also, yeah. Well, so I, I just heard the word kill, and that just immediately makes me think, this game does so many bait and switches, mm -hmm. my God, mm -hmm. <laughs> that I am already feeling emotional over. What do you mean? Go, in go particular, ahead. I'm, I'm thinking in particular with Grunt Okay. in his section. Like, I don't know, there's this whole section where you meet the Rachni again, and, like, you meet the Rachni queen, and you have to decide whether to, like, leave her there to die or to free her again. I say oh, again yeah. because I let her survive in Mass Effect 1. Right, okay. Um, and then there's this whole scene, though, where, like, because you're letting the Rachni Queen escape, like, Grunt, who you've only just, like, you know, reunited with about 10 minutes ago, he, like, turns to you and he's <laughs> like, you go with her, like, I'll fend them off. And he just, wow. like, there's there's this, like, minimalist piano music in the background and i'm just like oh no like it's starting like the bloodshed yep. starting and yep. like tears are welling up in my yep. eyes as i see him just like punch rachni after rachni yep. yep. and he's being taken down by three of them and i'm just like oh it's happening yep. i just yep. doomed him yep. and then he just like shows up again all bloody to be like i'm okay <laughs> and i was like Fuck you, game. No, dude, fucking the same <laughs> so shit with Kasumi. The same shit with Kasumi. She, like, blows up at the terminal, oh, yeah. and you're like, this was the worst acted scene of the entire trilogy. Like, <laughs> this was literally excruciatingly cringe, and then she's like, I'm fine. And you're like, that's kind of better, but I'm still like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> right? God. Right, yeah. which then just makes me think... I, d I don't know what I'm going to do about the rest of this game because yeah. already with that scene alone, tears were welling up in my eyes and I'm just like, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I'm watching one of my own die no. and then... What you are watching, <laughs> what you are watching is they took main characters from Mass Effect 2 and they gave them the treatment of side quests from Mass Effect 1 in Mass Effect 2 <laughs> where they have 38 <laughs> seconds on screen to do their entire arc and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, it's like the music swells oh my god we've seen kasumi like she's here and it's like oh my god the music like goes down kasumi's dead then the music goes up again kasumi's alive it's just like <laughs> it's like what the fuck it's the same thing with the reporter right where she's like do you remember me from mass effect one we were a great team can we do one more mission together and you're like sure one more mission and it's like the most side quest of side quest you've ever experienced in your life mm -hmm. like they're doing that with main characters now main characters that you painstakingly saved in mass effect 2 like you did everything you could to keep them alive and now they're just a side quest but here we are 
<laughs> that reporter was like, hey, do you remember me? And I was, I was like, how could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay, wait. On the reporter topic, they did do a cool thing that has not um, bear any fruit in my playthrough yet. But You mean making her dodge first and then you punch her? No, okay, no, I don't punch her in my playthroughs, but it's the other reporter. <laughs> what? The reporter that I um, kindly oh, referred to. You mean Jessica Chobot? Trainer? Yeah, is the... it Jessica Chobot? Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, that's, that's the whole reason they put From her in the IGN, game. IGN, bro? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Whoa, dude. Oh, that's actually rad. Um, Why do you think so many gamers were getting all flustered by that. Dude, Jessica Chobot back in the day, <laughs> They're like, dude. It's Can Jessica Chobot. Can somebody enlighten me? What is Jessica, Jessica Chobot? Jessica Chobot is a reviewer from IGN, and she was part of, and I wouldn't say it like it's the old crew, but it's like one of the OG reviewer squad from IGN back in the day when they had their truly iconic teams, like, you know, things like Greg Miller, who literally went on to spawn an entire company, right, kind of funny games, that literally went on to be like gargantuan like you know in the in the the youtube uh let's play space like those people came from ign back in the day it used to be ign was both under the attack of being the ones that people bought reviews from that was always the that was always the slander that everyone threw at them but also they had just an incredibly starstruck team of reviewers that have literally all gone on to do amazing shit and one of them is jessica chobot who was outside of being an attractive person, right? An attractive girl in the reviewer scene that's mostly guy-dominated. She was also a great reviewer and had great video game opinions, I thought, a lot. And she was featured on a lot of podcasts, Xbox Exclusive Podcast, their GameScoop Podcast, their, their PlayStation-only podcast. She was all over IGN, and she was great. Um, I did not realize that she made her way into Mass Effect 3, but that's fucking rad. Yep. Yeah, think, think, think Jeff Keighley. It's not quite, he wasn't IGN, but think people of that era. Jeff Keighley, like fucking uh, Greg Miller and people like, like, I don't know if you guys know, like, okay, I don't need to go crazy into it, but they, there's like a huge lineage of people that reviewed at IGN at that time. Because also, by the way, that was like, I mean, honestly, 15 years ago at this time. It's a long time, maybe 10. But, um, and it was when we were all in high school. It's when these games were coming out. But they... This is a very fascinating concept. People like to attribute who started podcasts. I don't know. I don't have the fucking answer for that question, but I do know that 15 years ago, video game reviewers were doing podcasts way before podcasters were cool, and IGN was one of the leaders of doing that. They had GameScoop, which was a general podcast. Then they had uh, individual podcasts for each hardware. They had, you know, fucking like the Sony one, the Xbox one, the PC one, and they created these content creators, these figures, these reviewers, these huge pillars of the industry, they created them via podcast 20, if not 15 years ago, 10 years ago, something like that, way before This American Life was hot, way before that, these dudes were making podcasts, and Jessica Choba was among them. Uh, I mean... This American Life, way before it was hot in the podcast world. I right. mean, it was it was but a hot radio in the show. podcast world. This American Life dominated all podcasts. There was a period in time where This American Life was the podcast, and people were like, "Wow, they created podcasts." No, they fucking didn't. I don't know if the video game reviewers created it. Probably not either. But they were way earlier, and it was cool. Yeah, let us know in in the comments which was your favorite IGN podcast back in the day. Yeah, there was like <laughs> four. Um, 
that I listened to. But this was, I was like in seventh grade. <laughs> I was in seventh grade and they were killing the podcast game. That's so sick. Imagine yourself in seventh grade and think to yourself what podcasts are popular. And secretly, these fucking people from IGN were killing it. Um, I did not have a way to listen to podcasts in seventh grade. Um, all right. So yeah. we won't talk about the very last mission which is a huge, impactful moment. Is there anything else we want to talk about? We've talked about the intro. We've <laughs> talked about... Could we talk about the lack of a Lucidman? Could we talk about the fact that Cerberus is in this game, but they're just purely an enemy again, and you're confused? I'm confused. Yeah, that's kind of big. I kind of dig it. Has, has the decision... So at the end of Mass Effect 2, we made the decision whether or not to keep or destroy collector data. Um, yeah. Jack Did, whined at me about it. That's yeah, me the too. only thing that's happened. In Mass Effect 3, she whined to you about yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you end up doing, James? Oh, I gave him the data. Okay. Because mm. I, I destroyed mm. Just it. Just to see what would happen. And so far, I haven't gotten anything so far to hint that my decisions made any impact. But I guess that means because I destroyed it. Maybe I'll get a yeah. monologue from the elusive man in the future. If yeah, we for me, he'll give you some sass. Jack was just like the game on Mars, right? Yeah, yeah. Jack was just like, I told you we couldn't trust Cerberus. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people are like that. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Caden's like that too. He's like, I never trusted Cerberus, and you're like, they just did a fucking 180. At least in my playthrough, it's like Cerberus was like a legitimately good guy, just because they were doing shit, um, kind of renegade. They were still good. Like, they're, like, the epitome of Renegade. They're, like, fuck it. We'll, like, harvest 100,000 humans if it means saving the galaxy. And you're, like, okay, okay, okay. So that's kind of fucked up. But at the same time, I see where you're coming from. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, never mind. They're just bad guys. And you're, like, oh. But, but I'm, <laughs> Like, I do hope they kind of explain it a little bit. Because yeah, so far yeah. right now, it just seems like Cerberus has gone completely rogue. Right. And it's just, like, killing everything. Like, evil. And being terrorists. Like, like they have, like, husk almost type people when you pull a mask off, right? Like, there's something really fucked up going on there, and it just doesn't feel like Cerberus, right? I, I too, hope they explain it. So, have you done some of the Cerberus facility missions, Cerberus fucking... I know there's a bunch of side quests yeah. that are Cerberus-related. I, I haven't personally done yet, but I'm curious if they I've get... I've done three of them, okay. I think. And so far, nothing has really amounted to them. Okay. Um, all it has but is I've it does investigated like that... kidnappings as well as just regular base okay. attacks. Yeah. But... It does explain that they they seem to be like rewriting people's brains to be yeah. like perfect Cerberus soldiers. It also shows that they're working with Reaper Tech. Yeah. Right. Dude, I mean. saw the it's not a spoiler, but it's an idea. And maybe this idea is a spoiler, but it was the most powerful YouTube comment I've ever seen in my life. And it just said, hey, man, when you pause the screen at Martin Sheen and his chair and he's one leg over the other crossed, right? And there's two legs of his chair and they're silhouetted and there's one of his legs down. He says, this kind of looks like a reaper. And I was like, oh, shh. <laughs> and it totally does. Holy fuck. Um but obviously, we have no idea where yeah, that goes. But. I, I mean, I guess based on his weird-ass eyes that he was probably fucking not But he's cool. clearly destroying the Reaper. Like, I don't know. I, I really, I, I don't know where this goes, but I 
I miss the ending music for each mission where you'd hit that elusive man music. I miss it. I miss the elusive man. He was an amazing character. I I'm not saying he's gone. I'm sure he comes back, but like, do you guys feel a void in your heart in this game so far without him? No. I, do. I was going to say not, not yet. I'm not feeling it, but I don't know. Right now, no, I'm just going to be I'm, like, I knew he was a piece of shit. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think I'm much more excited to do side quests in this game than I was in either of the two previous games. Um, and I think part of it is just that the, like, playing the game feels so much better. <laughs> um, and part of it is that it, like, in the war room, it tells you, like, how many of those things that you've done and yeah. how it's affecting the war effort. And I feel like that matters to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, like, search the galaxy for, like, random shit that we can use <laughs> to fight the Reapers. Um, I think that the way that they did that, like, triggers my, like, uh... I want to say serotonin. <laughs> Probably. Is that the right word? Well, yeah, like I, I <clears throat> like I do kind of like that whole breakdown of like uh, in the war room, you can see your like status of how ready you are. But you can also see yeah. like the impact of all of the individual assets that sure. you have, you know, either discovered or, you know, commandeered. I don't know. That's kind of cool to see just being like, you know, watching as, yeah. like, you know, the Krogan forces go from like one to five or something like that. Like as you're playing throughout the game, like really gives that impact of like, yes, more people are coming to my side. And so that's yeah. I, I, I have that in my notes because it's like I don't know if you guys have ever played um, Endless Space, which is like it's kind of like Civilization, but it's in space. But there's like a lot of space tactics games, and maybe they're they're not. Some of them are RTSs, right? But some of them are turn based and whatever. There's a ton, and I only briefly went into that genre. But they do shit like this. They do shit where they're like, "You got the fucking seventh fleet on board," and it's like a screenshot of like the fleet in action, and they're like blurred because they're like fucking going, you know. And it's like pretty cool. Um, and it's so funny to me because I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is totally inspired by all those space strategy games. And then I'm like, of course it fucking is. That's a great idea. That's I don't know why that didn't occur to me. That's a fucking great idea. Why not take inspiration from those space strategy games in your space strategy game? <laughs> like, So I, I, I'm curious. I don't know how the War Room's going to fit out. I don't know if it's going to be like a mini game that you have to like play. I don't know if it's just going to be like a stat sheet for what you done like who knows we'll see where it goes but it feels like okay cool there's a way to describe the value that you're bringing and you're like all right all right i am helping it's not like my side quest gave me 10 percent damage who gives a fuck i can kill anyone i don't need any upgrades to kill anyone it'll just take time but if i'm helping the effort okay that's cool i'll do a side quest for that so yeah i do I love wonder that. if that's, it's like you're yeah. scraping the barrel trying to scrounge up everything to help the fight whatever yeah. it is yeah and that's why you talk to the motherfuckers in the citadel and you're just like you guys should enlist and they're like what the fuck <laughs> you guys should enlist it'll help trust me you get like five points for that shit you know? yeah, and they're like i can't hold a gun enlist 
There are plenty of non-combat <laughs> roles. However, your one friend likes shotgun mods, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we fucking did it, guys. We're out here. This is a great episode. Yeah. We did it. Oh, can I actually talk? Sorry, there's one more thing I wanted to talk sure. about. Only because we kind of talked about it a little bit in Mass Effect 2. And it doesn't need to be a point of discussion. But I just want to say, like, the visuals that this game gives compared to Mass Effect 2 are infinitely better. Do you mean, like, okay, the backdrops like, on the missions, or what do you mean? So I'm, like, posting to the Discord amidst all these memes that are posted right now. Um, one of my favorite shots of the game, which is on uh, Palavin. Like, that shot, which is... Oh, yeah. You're on Palavin, you're looking at... Palavin's a moon that... Uh, no, Palavin is the planet. You're on the moon. Right. Okay. Oh, yes, okay. okay. So Palavin is the planet. You're on the moon of Palavin. But yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. shot of Palavin with a reaper, yeah. like, kind of encroaching onto that planet. And I don't know. It's just this gorgeous view as you're on that mission where, like, you can look at all the chaos around you, but then you just kind of look yeah. up and you just realize the spectacle of it is, like, enormous yep. i don't know yep. it mm. they did such a good job of just showing the absolute enormity and like the threat of the reapers so well um yeah i almost think they should have made this the opening for earth you're on the moon it, like this feels way more epic than when you start off on yeah. earth like just this view when you're on the moon and you have like this fleet of reapers flying past you and ships are like blowing up and crash landing yeah, around you I, I, and you can see the planet burning in the so distance. I think there's like an open question of like how powerful are the reapers because you sit there and you're like on earth and you just like casually leave earth <laughs> in the middle of their attack. And then earth yeah. is like <laughs> fighting back or some shit. And you're like, I thought they were stronger than this, but like when you're at this distance and you see them this large, you're like, there's nothing that can stop that. Like there's fucking nothing. Yeah. And there's no way everyone yeah. escapes. Um, it's, it's true. So, it, But you see the examples of this, and this has been going from Mass Effect 1 to 2 to 3, uh, even on the Citadel. Imagine the way that they paint the Citadel. Remember in Mass Effect 1, it was like this jank-ass graphic. When you look outside the window, you're like, yeah, I guess there's like more stuff here. Then in Mass Effect 2, it's like a bigger thing. You're like, oh, that's kind of cool um, in terms of the backdrop. I just mean the backdrop. And then like the third one, it's like even bigger backdrop. It's like the same here. Like the third one just has all these backdrops where you see all this crazy shit. You're still going through a super linear level that is like clearly crafted to go from like A to B and it has like no choice and no decision making, which like fine. But in the background, holy shit, there's crazy shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at just in terms of also a lot of the levels that you play. Like, um, I in particular, I've played through the Omega DLC this week, um, which is a great DLC. People should play it. Um, but yeah, there's just like, when you look at your surroundings and you kind of feel a little bit overwhelmed and it almost feels open world esque in terms of like, there's infinite places I can go, but then you actually like, peruse the terrain and realize it's actually linear yeah. but they actually made an effort to make the place look so much larger than it actually is um which i thought was you know it's it's really cool to see just the, that development from you know 
Mass Effect 1 where it's like you're traversing a planet, but there's clearly walls of mountain on either side of you so you can only go straight versus like now where it just looks endless. But clearly there's like predetermined barriers. Invisible right. walls. Right. And like, but, yeah. like, but like, I feel like that's kind of the way the space genre went. Like if you think about like Star Wars and Star Trek and all that shit as it evolved over time, like it got to the point where like you just see these space battles with like 20 cruisers versus, I mean, fuck it. That's not even right. Like a hundred cruisers versus a hundred cruisers. And like, even on this mission, the moon of Palavin or some shit, you see like, you see a cruiser go down in the middle of the mission, just get fucking wrecked by a Reaper. And you're like, Oh fuck dude. Like, you know, you're seeing that shit. And, uh, they just got to the level of like, we're doing space battles. Space battles is where we are. It's not one Reaper. It's a hundred Reapers. And it's such a perfect fit and it makes so much sense as like an evolution, but it's like, it still works. It's still epic. Like it's not a problem. That's like, Mm -hmm. that's like the right way to go. Um, it's cool. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's definitely cool. Yeah. And I won't spoil a lot for James, but like the way that they utilize the Reaper in, uh, in the Tachanka missions are, is also a really cool concept that they did Mm -hmm. to kind of just show the enormity of these things. So I'm excited for James to play through that. And like they, they also do cool lore stuff. I I don't know if this is like, maybe James hasn't quite gotten to this, but it's like, they do cool references because earlier on this, this moon mission with, um, Palavin, you hear the Turians be like, where are the fucking soldiers, man? Like, where are the Krogans? And you're like, oh, yeah, the Krogans are soldiers. I guess that's kind of cool. But when you think of 100 ships versus 100 ships, it's not that exciting that your dude is beefy, right? Like, it's not that exciting. But then you hear the characters in the game be like, we need those beefy races to come out here and fight. Like, that's what we want. And you're like, oh, really? Like, it's just weird. And then you even hear, like, them talk about the Reapers. Like, dude, even the Reapers are scared of the Krogans, bro. (laughs) Like... (laughs) And you're like, really? No fucking way. But like, it's kind of cool. It like really ties it all together. Like, yeah, the the Krogans just want to fight and they are proud of how scared the Reapers are of them, even though they're probably going to get crushed. Like, but they're just, they have that like battle honor. You know what I mean? Where you're like, wow, maybe we do want the Mm. Krogans with us. Like, huh, they are good fighters, aren't they? So they wrap that all together. I think we might be, might be it. Are we it? Anything else, Zoe, you wanted to mention? Any I think, notes I in think there? we're done. Yeah. No, I think we're done. In the words of Sergeant Johnson Fuck from Halo, yeah. they're tough, but they ain't invincible. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My Xeno science studies range from urban to agrarian. <laughs> Dude, at one point, Morden's like singing shit like about his like science, like in his lab. And you're just like, what the fuck? Oh, God. So if you, uh, if if you think we missed anything so far in the game, uh, feel free to tweet me at uh, somehow <laughs> sideways on Twitter. <laughs> Personally, tweet James. Yeah, do it. And uh, and and I'll shout yeah. you out in the next. So wait, episode. I'm just really slide really into quick. His DMs. Yeah, exactly. Really quick rundown. Yeah. Is there anyone that we are expecting to see still? Like for instance, Zaid's dead for me, so I don't know if he was mentioned or not here. But like, is there anyone Everyone that is. was sitting? Like, a... yeah, people yep. pop up. You see a lot of the members from Aspect 2 and 1. Is Tali supposed to be relevant right now? Yeah. Okay, because well, she's not, dead not, for, not for me. Not for me, not at this point. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. soon. Yeah. 
She's okay. a lot. She's one of the few that made it out of the last game for me, and she hasn't shown she, up. So. She's dead for me. I saw her lone name on that death board, yeah. and I was like, I failed yep. you. <laughs> what about Legion? Anything from Legion so far? Nah, he's dead. Uh, not Fuck not yet, game. but he. Basically, all of them show up okay. at some point. Yeah, I'll get the side quest. If the companions them. survived Mass Effect Two, they show up in some way or another in three. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, Thane has the saddest shit in the fucking medical bay where he's... They did him dirty. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Prepare I'm, yourself, oh McCoy. God. I have such a such a short time to live, so I'm just going to sit here in this hospital waiting room yeah. for the rest of the... <laughs> McCoy, if that hit you, just prepare yourself. Oh, my yourself. God. I'm, I'm ready. Also, <laughs> I'm, I'm not Black ready. Lives Matter. True. All right. Thank you, James. Thank you, Thank you James. I agree with that okay. statement. Bold political stances made on this podcast right at the end. All right, cool. Um, yeah, it's a very bold opinion. <laughs> bold? Oh, my yeah, God. Bold. James, did you post a blackout picture for your Twitter? No, let's not get there. Okay, all right. Goodbye, everyone. Um, take care of yourself. Uh, we'll see you on the next one where maybe we might do a little more sequential walkthrough, but the beginning of the games, as we said, is just it's just the crazy excitement of what did they change, and I think we decided that they changed a lot of shit. And who knows if that's good, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, cool. Take take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.